0: hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 323 furious 7 lap 13 i'm joey
1: lewandowski i'm joe Two. and this episode is brought to you by drift innovations their ghost x camera Brings together the sleek drift form factor, no-fuss operation, and their longest battery life to date to let you capture the ride in crisp 1080 Full HD. Shout out to Drift Innovations.
0: Well, shout out to Drift Innovations and welcome the to two fast, two forever with us today to talk about Furious 7, which I have, I have a new way of selling, of marketing this movie. Which okay. We'll get to that, you okay. know later, especially given you know, I don't want, I don't, I'll tease it, but we'll get there later. But with us today is. Voice actor and podcaster Matt Delhauer. Hello, Matt. Hello, Joe and Joe. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've uh,
2: I've I've popped up every so often all over the network, and I finally get to be on the big
0: show. Whoa! Oh, it.
1: the big account. That's a compliment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Matt and I went to college together, and you know we've we've stayed sort of in touch. But then I would see him pop up, or he, I guess more accurately, hear him pop up, like he was saying on other shows. and just like. Hey, do you like the Fast and Furious? And he was like, "Yes, I do." And so here we are, Welcome. making it happen, talking about Furious Seven. It only took until lap thirteen. Well, to which... be fair, in your defense, we did not have guessed the first one, so we only bypassed you eleven times. So it's totally, <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> well, no, totally and, and that's that's perfectly reasonable. fine. Also, just it, it's it's I'm I'm more
2: um, I'm more just absolutely stunned by the the wherewithal for you guys to be doing this. Over and over and over again. That's that's how it,
0: Thirteen times now. That's is, how it works. Yeah. I don't want to show you how many notes I took for the thirteenth time. I've we've watched this movie. The sixteenth <laughs> time, I think I've seen it or maybe more ever. The thirteenth, we've watched it for the podcast. I took so many notes. I mean, it's just I, I don't know how we keep finding things to talk about, but we keep doing. We're I got keep some going fun stuff. Forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I
2: I made it like a mission for me. I did not go back to listen to any of the other Furious Seven episodes good, that you good. guys did. Because, uh, you know, I don't want that coloring my reaction. Exactly. To mm. I feel. Um, you. And also because I, I know it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to go back to one of those episodes and something that I wanted to bring up is going to already have been spoken about. And I'm going to be like, I don't even
0: know why I'm here. Then. Well, you know what? Matt? <laughs> uh, that's exactly our thing. Every single episode, except we don't remember that we're saying it again for the second time. Nice. Until, some right.
1: of, until somebody writes in and says, yeah, you guys talked about.
0: You guys that. talked about that on lap six. You mm-hmm. idiots. Yep. Yeah. Well. You know, to to put our own shame in the on the back burner for now, what is your history with these franchises, this franchise, these movies in particular? What when did what was the first one you saw? Did you see these in the in theaters from the start? Like, what is your history with the Fast and the Furious? So the first time I saw any of these movies, it was the first Fast and the
2: Fast and the Furious. OK, OK. Uh, which I saw back when I was in high school around mm-hmm. like 2003. So I, I didn't I didn't get to it right when it but came out. Close. It was a couple in of the years. Ballpark. But yeah, I that was the first one that I saw. And, you know, being being the pretentious high school wannabe filmmaker nerd. You know, mm. my first reaction was just like, yeah, I already saw Point Break. Thanks. Exactly. Mm. Um, but as time went on, uh, I did. I didn't really I don't think I saw Too Fast, Too Furious for the longest time. Uh, because at that point, I was 16 and was like, yeah, I'm don't. I'm not i not going to watch this dumb car movie. Um, I did see Tokyo Drift like the year it came out, though. OK, okay. I don't remember why, uh, because I had I had absolutely no affinity for the series. But I remember I saw saw that one the year it came out. I probably did because I was like, well, it's a whole new cast. You know, maybe it's something different. And I, I remember really enjoying Tokyo Drift when I saw it.
1: Did you like Better Luck Tomorrow? Just following this vein of you saying like being a wannabe film nerd self-described, like were you like, oh,
2: Justin Lin, Better Luck Tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did like Better Luck Tomorrow. I mean, this was also at the point where like, you know, the, the right around the time where I'd first seen the movie Brick, Yep. So Mm, you know, I'm I'm now I'm now in my indie film is the way to go. Exactly. uh, You know, uh, mindset for the next ten years. The one that really won me over, and to this day is still my favorite in the entire series was Fast Five. Yep. And so at that point, I was like, "This is, this is great. This is fun. I I loved every moment of this, and I was I was in since then, and I have since filled in uh uh the ones that I've missed on the on the back end. Perfect. Perfect.
0: So with that in mind, I asked you to rank these movies. Can you please hit us with your rankings, either from favorite to least favorite? We already know Fast Five is number I guess one. That's I thought. Or yeah. bottom to top, whichever way you would prefer.
2: All right, let me let me go pulling that up because I I had to go putting this list together today, and I'll I'll tell you now. It definitely it definitely was difficult. I had a lot of these get moved around several it times does. before now. Okay. It does, yep. yeah.
0: So I'll go I'll go least favorite to favorite. Okay. And now the question is, are you also ranking Hobbs and Shaw or are you not? Because we typically do, I, but
2: I did not. Okay. OK, loud. Just figured, you know, if, if you wanted mm-hmm. me to, I would.
0: You probably would have told me to, Joey. Well, it, I, I leave this open to interpretation for the guests. It's actually real more curious about people yeah. to see if you did or not. I
2: am one where I I do consider Hobbs and Shaw a spinoff film, so I don't okay. like I don't put
0: it in the the main canon. All right, then let us hit us with the the rankings in the main canon, one to ten, Least or favorite. like you're saying,
2: ten to one. Ten to one. So in
0: tenth place, I've got F9:
2: The Fast Saga. Okay, yeah. Uh, ninth place, The Fate of the Furious. Okay. Uh, next, Fast X. Okay, that's low. Yeah, low. Followed by Fast and Furious, also known as Fast and Furious 4. Fast and Furious, man. There you go. Yeah. Uh, next, middle of the pack, The Fast and the Furious. Okay. Oh, okay. Followed by, next up, Tokyo Drift. Nice. Uh, Fast and Furious 6. There you go. Okay. Too Fast, Too Furious. Way high. Really high. And I have my reasons that I can get. That's awesome. Yeah. No, no, no. Furious I mean, 7 some and love then it. Fast
0: 5. Okay. You you know what's really strange is that our last guest on a Fast and Furious episode, also named Matt, also had Tokyo Drift Five, also had Fast and Furious Seven, also had Fast Five One, also had Fate the Furious Nine, and Insane. also at Nine Ten.
1: That's just a, I, I would name, never I would never have noticed we, so, that if you didn't keep them in order. Look,
2: look, we had. I was gonna say we had we have our monthly meetings, and every so often we have to compare notes. So and, and it's, it's we have to, we have to have that kind of consensus.
0: The only real difference between you two, like everything else, like there's basically an adjustment of two. The only difference of note is that you have this one that we're talking about today at number two, and he's got it at number eight. So you're like, "This is wow, you're like, okay, Matt, this Matt's got it, right?" But like everything else is either identical or just two off, which is it's that's wild. why that's, that's, that's very funny. yeah. Very hot strange. Damn. And he also had Hobson Shaw dead last. So it sounds like you know, if you're if you're considering just regular Fast and Furious, you might spin a lot of his, at the bottom, but I. I don't know. I don't know if if I was putting Hobbs and Shaw in here, I don't think it would be the bottom of the list.
2: Okay. It's, it is a very fun superhero buddy cop movie. Mm -hmm. It's in a a different realm, I feel, than, than your, your, uh, street racers turned international spies concept. But I think it's got enough fun and enough of the charisma of the actors to carry it that I would put it, I would put it a little above, I put a little or no, sorry, a little below, like maybe middle of the pack.
0: Gotcha. I mean, you, you are very fair in that uh, it is riding hard on that charisma. Oh, right? yeah. It's just like yes. you, oh, yeah. you like yeah. these guys and you are going to like this movie because you like these I, guys. I will tell you
2: now the the thing that got me in that seat. Funny enough, wasn't Hobbes, wasn't Shaw. It was Idris Elba.
1: Yeah, yeah. We love Idris, too. We really do. Mm-hmm. And
2: I will say I feel bad for the fact that so many people write Hobbes and Shaw off that that means Idris Elba does not get to be part of the main Fast and Furious, uh, the
0: the fast saga, as it were. I'm more bummed that Vanessa. <laughs> I was knew you were going mean, to say this. I, yeah, I but knew. I also, okay. you know, no, I, get would that. Love, I get that. I get that. I would love Idris to be there, too. Yes,
2: because I just I want that moment where Idris shows up and he's at the barbecue and he's got the Corona. And, you know, now he's like, you guys bested me. I'm in the family. Oh, you want him not only back in the franchise, but like in the oh, family. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, he's look. Okay, look. If okay. if okay. things fall out between Vin and Dwayne again, you bring in mm-hmm. Idris Elba.
1: I think John Cena kind of took that spot, though, right? Like, yeah, but now
2: he's dead. Uh... sorry, sorry. Spoilers for anyone who who. No, 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 people. no. no, no not because of spoilers. It's show. a contentious point. Is, no, no, no. I know is I've, I've, John Cena dead? Look, I've or also not.
0: I've also seen the franchise. Nobody in these movies mm-hmm. is dead. Although we did have, and I want to bring this up because I want to keep this thing going, that Chrissy Shackelford, earlier this lap, uh, congratulations, Chrissy, on staying strong and during the strike and now back at work. Yeah, um, congratulations. She said, she said that she has a theory that if Dom does not see a character die, that character's not dead. If Dom sees a character die, they are because we're seeing dead. the franchise oh. through his eyes, he has got you know and God's eyes, so he doesn't really see...
2: He watched John Cena die.
0: Now that that brings up
2: a, a thing that I wanted to touch on from my notes, that mm-hmm. brings up a wonderful concept. Then for me, what is okay is that? V, uh, Dom does not see Tony Shaw ja die because mm-hmm. he's fighting mm-hmm. Brian, yes. and I personally feel that Tony Ja did not get nearly enough screen time as a villain in this movie. Fair, and would be a wonderful villain to have come back.
0: You're not going to get any arguments from us on this show.
2: absolutely not. It's weird,
1: right? Like, once Chrissy said it, like, now you start to think about it, and you're like, yeah, she makes a very good point.
0: Sounds true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we talk more about this movie and Tony Jai and anything else you want to cover, we have a couple questions for you. What's exciting is that two of these three are about this movie or inspired by this movie in particular. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to other episodes about Fast and Furious, about the main Fast and Furious movies, you might have heard these questions already. So there's no wrong answers to these. Two of them, we just genuinely don't have answers. We might never have answers. And we just want to get everyone's opinion that we possibly can. But first off, in the first movie, if you'll remember, take us back to 2001, before you started watching the movies... Brian and Mia doing dishes in the kitchen. Vince comes in drunk to harass Brian. Mia belittles Vince and asks him what the name of that restaurant is. He says cha cha cha, and she says great. Brian, you can take me there. But the way that she elicits this answer from Vince is that she says, "You know the table, you know the place, the wood tables, the red candles, the picadillo, the food all over the place." So now, Matt, if we say to you, "Thank you so much for being on the show," you were a hit with the audience. We reached two million downloads. Everyone loves this. We are now millionaires because of this one single episode. Let us take you out to a restaurant to say thank you. We are going to bring you to this place. You're going to love it. It's got these wood tables. It's got these red candles. It's got this picadillo. It's got this food all over the place. Three of those things, very visual, very easy to visualize. Food all over the place makes no sense. If we described a restaurant as having food all over the place, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What does your mind conjure up?
2: I mean, the the phrasing food all over the place makes it sound yes. like things have been thrown against walls and tables yeah. have not been bust. OK, so I am getting a visual in my mind that this is a small local place that has maybe two people working there. One's the chef, the other's like the hostess, waitress, you know, yeah. wh- whatever it might be. Wood tables means they cannot afford tablecloths. Red candles are nice. That doesn't uh, that goes neither here nor there. That's just that's ambiance. I get it. But yeah, I I don't I don't know what Picadillo's is. Picadillo uh, tomato. Oh, a little little sauce. Okay, okay. It's not an appetizing phrasing Mm. that is put forth. It makes it sound like this place is a fucking hole. And if you're making millions of dollars off of me and you're taking me to a fucking hole. Yeah. (laughs) I I respect it.
0: (laughs) Good. I mean, it's got food all over the place. How can can you not love not love being here? So now flash forward, fast forward to this movie, to Furious 7. There is the scene where Roman has to shine bright like only Roman can. We need you to distract a room full of people <laughs> while Joe and I go in the other room. One of us lifts the car. The other one does some stuff underneath. What song are you singing acapella style that is either so good, it's captivating or so bad. People don't know what's going on. What song are you singing to distract a room full of strangers? So if I have to pull off my own classic birthday distraction, mm-hmm. yes, you know, yep. you understand the assignment as the, as the internet says, I
2: am I'm absolutely going to be getting up there and I'm going to be doing my best potentially fake drunken acapella version of Build Me Up Buttercup.
1: That's good. That's really I do. I don't think we've had a Build Me Up Buttercup. That's a really because good one. there yeah. is
2: Because enough, there is enough there that if you, if you give it the real, yep. you know, I'm supposed to be entirely shithoused uh, behind it, you could just sh- you could scream that
0: song at people.
2: Yep. And get them it's to true. sing along, too, probably. Oh, and at at least half of that room is going to be into it.
0: Now, the other question from this movie is that also a Roman thing when they are laying out the plan and they let Roman take charge and he's regaling everyone with his conquest from past movies. And Brian says to him, the only thing I've seen you take down is no knees, Denise at prom. If you hear a person being described as having no knees, no knees, Denise, no knees, Joe, no knees, Matt. What does that connote to you? It's similar in referring to
2: someone having cankles in my mm, mind yep. that this is this is a way of calling somebody fat without just calling them fat. And especially because her name is Denise, it's a fun way by making it rhyme. So that way it feels like it's just it's just a nice little joke rather than just being highly toxic.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Matt, do you have a favorite character in these movies either? Not, not necessarily. have to, They don't have to be in this movie in particular, but in this franchise, do you have a favorite character. Is it Idris Elba? Is it Brixton or is it somebody else?
2: No, it's not Brixton. I love Idris Elba. The character itself was was uh, left a lot to be desired. I would say, in all honesty, it is either Hobbs or Shaw interchangeably, depending oh, on the movie. Okay, But not Hobbs and Shaw, the movie. <laughs> and yet not Hobbs and Shaw, the movie. I, I I don't know why, but I love the concept of the villain or at least antagonist that has become so enamored by this found family of Doms that they just have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, whether or not it it utterly transcends logic of just human interaction. like I I murdered one of your best friends in cold blood and fully willingly. But you and I are going to be buds.
0: I just love thinking about like like Joe noted that you're like my favorite characters in these movies are Hobbs and Shaw and they're making a Hobbs and Shaw Shaw movie. movie. I cannot wait for this. And then you're like, oh no it's a buddy cop. movie.
2: it was it was one of those things where I was like, okay I get it. I get like everything about this movie like everything about Hobbs and Shaw. It made sense like the algorithm would make sense. Like, you love Hobbes, you love Shaw, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you love how they interact, they're going to be in a movie together, and you get in there and you go, I mean, yeah, it's what they said it would be, but I don't know what the missing part of this is that I am not fully
0: sold here. Matt, let us now dive into Furious 7, but we're going to start first with a brand new feature on the show called Crazy Credits. I don't know if you know about Crazy Credits. Crazy credits is a portion of IMDb that was originally put there to like log joke credits and stuff, yeah. and you know things in in airplane that are jokes. But you know people just made note of it. But here, a, a lot of the time movies have terrible crazy credits. So there are three crazy credits here. Joe, knowing uh, Matt, were you familiar with crazy credits before I started this, this whole rambling speech, or did you? Or is is crazy credits new to this you? This know? is this is a fully new concept. Okay, right. so now Joe. Knowing what crazy credits has morphed into, can you guess any of the crazy credits for this movie?
1: They say in memory of Paul Walker because Paul Walker died during the making of this film.
0: Before the credits, there is a (laughs) title card that reads, quote, for Paul, dedicating the film to deceased star Paul Walker. 295 up, four down. Overwhelmingly, people are like, that nailed it is a crazy credit. That is pretty crazy. Number two, the films. So here, this is. Think about when the, the, the I don't give a shit about the crazy credits. Like that's I know we're supposed to be care about them, but that whatever. Think, look, listen to the the ups and downs. And I'm curious. This is one where I, I'm not sure. You'll see what I'm getting to when I, when I get okay, there. Go ahead. So the first one, overwhelmingly number one. Number two, the film's title appears at the end of the opening credits. All right. More okay. crazy. 98 up, 23 down. Uh, you struck a nerve. Okay. Crazy credit number three. The IMAX intro for the film features the statement, can't outrun the truth, a spinning tire wheel, and the sound of racing cars and police sirens. 14 up, one down. So clearly, 14 much lower number than 98. But to me... A fourteen to one ratio is probably better than a ninety-eight to twenty-three, but also but, like they might be factoring you gotta, in time. You gotta look at
2: the
1: ratio, yeah. But you gotta factor in the time. Maybe that's the newest one.
2: I would also say though, because it's specifically talking about a credit that was only a part of the IMAX version mm-hmm. of the film, that would be a credit that they only would have known I known of like back in twenty fifteen yeah, when true. it was in theaters. True. So only getting 14 votes in the past, what, seven years? Eight years, yep. Eight years? Yeah. So that's like, at this point, you've had enough time it's for anybody traction. to come yeah. in and be like, that's pretty crazy. Matt,
1: yeah, I think you make a good point. I, maybe it's maybe it's not like newest, it's traction. Like the other two keep getting up votes and everybody just ignores that third <laughs>
2: one. And no s- one no one can get through to the third one. Where they're like, I've read, these are too crazy. I got to get yeah, out of here. Exactly.
0: I'm just because, you know, they, they surface, like the Reddit, they surface the most popular, the most useful, the most exactly, helpful. and yeah. Just, I'm like, to me, I'm just like, again, the content, you're right. If in eight years they only get 15 votes, that's not very interesting. But is is the fewer votes but a higher beneficial, more useful? I, I more have a better bu- question.
1: It's mm-hmm. are you upvoting these when you read them? Because if not, you should be.
0: No, I'm not touching that. I don't want to, I'm, I'm hands off.
2: I would also wonder if it's that, a lot of people are not voting it as being a crazy credit because since it was only like a theater thing, they haven't seen it. So they like they, can't if they didn't experience they it. They can't confirm or deny. It's like, for all I know, this guy's lying about this. Yeah, he could've made it. But up. I I've seen that this movie says four Paul, and that's pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, those are all the crazy credits. There are three of them. Obviously the four Paul one is the big one, and then there's the other two, but Matt, take it away. This is your second favorite five. By the way, Curious Joey, movie. Joey, yes, yes, we need yes, to yes, make yes. mental note that when eleven
1: comes out, we absolutely write the crazy credits for these.
0: Well, yeah. Although I also don't want like here here's the risk we run with that, right? What? We submit a crazy credit and then we get like West blocked and then he has shit to hold over us. Like I kinda wanna be like Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Ooh. Any any listener out if there if we don't try, we can't fail. That's true. Like I know that like the wingresky thing is the opposite like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take but like I don't want to succeed I just want to not fail right now yeah
1: right now right now we're batting a thousand at nothing so I'll take that
0: but yes listeners out there if you want to submit crazy credits
1: you should as soon as 11 it. comes out like in the, the I, we know we're going to watch it like the night it comes out so just like go to the car type in your crazy credit get 7000 upvotes immediately
2: before we jump in speaking mm-hmm. of 11 mm-hmm. I know that this has been a question that's been going back and forth with a lot of people. I want to get I want to get your opinions because uh, as far as I know, you guys are the most expert experts Thank at you. these Thank movies you. that I have any access we, to. We
1: prefer premiere and dedicated, but we'll take expert too. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was a joke for, for mainly Joey, but...
2: <laughs> for the 11th movie, mm-hmm. do you think they will bring back Brian in some... Yeah. 100%. 100%. Final one, yes.
1: They've already they've been like behind the scenes, uh, the the Walker family has been pushing hard for Cody Walker to to rejoin the family playing Brian's role. Hmm. So okay as, and, and think at the end of nine, we saw the car pull up, and then we also just didn't get him in 10. I, I actually we, we had talked about it. We expected him to come back for 10, for sure, just because of like how nine ended.
2: I do I do know I think that the the one thing I remember talking to somebody about that the the most I think missed opportunity they had was in nine was that you know for for Dom being a man who is so adamant about his family and Brian being his essentially adopted brother mm-hmm. yes the fact that the adopted brother never met and had to face off with the actual Toretto brother. Mm. I don't think
1: we've ever talked about that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like we've never saw the confrontation between the like new brother and old brother. That would have been an interesting dynamic.
0: I do want to pick a bone in this movie. It's it's uh, broken record. Goddamn broken record. Me, you know, show me some goddamn respect, but when Mr. Nobody brings in Letty in the middle of the movie, he goes, "Dom, your team is now complete." I'm like, "Bullshit, it's not. Mia's not here." Stop saying the team's complete. She's not here. Doesn't count. Yeah. She's not a complete team. Especially when Mia was a massive
2: part of things like the Heist in Five. Like, she she brought it when no one else could when they needed to be doing those time trials. Right now, mm-hmm. Mia
1: has to make sure that the hotel room door is locked for, so that they have somewhere to come back to.
0: Yeah, they weirdly fridged her in this movie. They fridge her in every movie. That's their favorite thing to do.
2: Well, I guess it's more along the lines of They fridged her in a way where it wasn't like she was in danger, or Dom was like, I need to get you out of like, she's not kidnapped, she's just sitting in a room. Literally, just like told to go away and in a hotel room somewhere,
1: like in a nice hotel room.
2: (laughs) They attacked us in our house, you have to go away for a long time. Okay, what about you? No, I gotta murder this man, everybody else.
0: All right, Matt, where do you want to start? things you love about this movie if you want to start with things you don't love about this movie it's not it's no fast five of course but hit us with whatever you want to start with furious seven i think the thing about furious seven
2: i was thinking about this today on on the drive back from work getting ready to do the podcast um is trying to think of the various ways that i would break down this series into eras of fast and furious so much for the proper vocabulary okay the first one that came to mind was, I feel like it's there's there's a way to break it into two halves right now. There's one through five all kind of fit into this era that is a mixture of street racing as well as high crimes and misdemeanors. hmm. Mm hmm. And then six forward is where we then get into the era of basically these are now G.I. Joe films.
0: Yes. Where
2: it's it's they work for the government, taking down uh, international espionage Spectre. crews. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. Wait, yeah, what's it's, the GI become... Joe?
1: What is is it? Specter? What is GI Joe Cobra? Cobra. C- sorry, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. It's they're they're the GI Joe team that has to take on the new version of Cobra in every movie, uh, and then halfway through that era, it becomes every version of Cobra is someone who specifically has a vendetta against Dom Toretto. <laughs> hey man, that's how it works. You. But, like, it was also things like, I was thinking, like, you know, 8, 9, and 10, I also would consider being, like, the post-Brian or sans-Brian era.
1: Yeah, very because true. Because
2: now we have to find a way to continue the story when we don't have our bromance anymore. Like, 1 through 3, I think, was the height of the street racing kind of era of the movies. Because, like, it played a part in 4 and 5, but, like, the biggest parts, I think, of 1 through 3 literally were just street racing as a plot point Mm -hmm. whereas like in four street racing existed in the fact that it was meant to be like this is why they're running drugs for a cartel kind of a thing and then five was like well you know the street racing was how a they they won their cars but most of it was just we need to use cars to commit an oceans 11 heist. right what makes our guys special it's cars yeah And it's it's interesting in the fact that as time has gone on and we've gotten further and further into the movies, it is the idea of having a background in illegal street racing also makes you the perfect candidate for like Cold War era style espionage. Yes, definitely. But anyway, so I, I digress from that. I was, I was trying to figure out some interesting ways to break that no, I down. No, think,
0: I, think I think that's an interesting split because like the, the one that we've heard most often, I think the one that we usually use is like one to four are car movies and then five and beyond are action movies. But I like the sort of street racing because like five is the pivot point where it's kind of like four and five are kind of the pivot points where they're both. But I like your split of one through five and then six and beyond makes sense. It's like basically are they saving the world? Yes or no. And yeah, and that's how you could break it down, mm. because the, f- the fifth one was the last
2: time that they used their skills for personal game through crime.
1: Yes. 100%. And a little bit of revenge. But mostly personal game through crime.
2: Mostly personal game through crime. Well, uh, no, because I guess I guess two well, two is weirdly enough. Too fast, too furious was like a prototype for what they would do down the road, because that was a lot more of like we're undercover as criminals to try and take down this criminal. Yeah, but that's also the first movie that too. true. So many weird ways to break that down into to various tiny little, little pockets. But anyway, uh, I think the thing that I like so much about this movie mm-hmm. is this I, while fast five was the beginning of like the, we're going to try and go bigger and bigger. Furious seven was the one that just fully went in on the everybody in this movie is pretty much an invincible godlike character yes until they're not (laughs) (laughs) like there are so many things in this movie that dom toretto experiences or goes through that would kill a mortal man Uh and he walks away from all of them with not but a scratch until towards the end when the story
0: decides Dom Toretto needs to die for two minutes. I mean, it's not the same thing, but it, it's almost like Highlander where they're like they're immortal unless you cut their head off. Right. Like it's these people are yeah. invincible unless you kill them, in which case they can die. But like there's no wounding them. It's just like you're either fine or you're dead or you're like kind of dead. Then they revive you. And especially
2: for the fact that like the movies have evolved over time where in in the earlier movies like you could hurt a character in these movies Mm -hmm. or you could have it like I mean when when Dom crashes uh, the muscle car at the end of the first one like he is at least bloodied by this.
1: This is funny you say this because like when I'm watching it this time I'm thinking about like the rock is like kind of kind of bruised maybe has some blood splatter in this one. Mm-hmm. and like yeah 100% with you i'm following along like but it was weird being i was like oh i forgot the rock like actually does have like a tiny cut well the rock also movie. breaks
0: his arm i mean okay so let's let's yeah. keep, let's let's frame this out the right way rock, the rock falls out of like a what a fourth or fifth story building uh, yes. onto a car fully protects elena and her unborn child in her belly which we don't know about yet in the movie and mm-hmm. all he gets is a broken arm which then a week later or so, he's able he just to fully flex out of? out of with a normal arm.
2: Funny thing about the flexing out of the cast. Here's something I never caught until this viewing of the movie. Okay. Is early on when we first see Hobbs when he's working at the office before he gets attacked by Shaw. He is watching the old Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk TV yes. show on yes. a TV in the background of his office. And he makes a comment about how it's like a stupid concept for a show. Mm-hmm while watching, like, Lou Ferrigno turn into the Hulk and rip through his clothing with his muscles. Yes. Mm-hmm. To which point later on, we then watch him Hulk through his cast mm-hmm. by just flexing through it. Yeah. I love that. That is such a, a lovely little stupid moment to, to be like, he finds the concept of a man turning into a monster and hulking out of his clothing stupid until he does it.
1: And later, wait, or is it before? Was it last last movie? What does Roman have him as Samoan Hulk? At some point, well, he's
0: in people's phones as Captain America, as Th- as Samoan Thor. Maybe they Samoan call him Dor. the Hulk. You're like, right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he yeah. is the most like superhero body of all of them, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But they often yeah. refer to him as like something in including the Hulk.
2: Yeah, and I just love the idea of like him dismissing Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk, where it's like, man, if it wasn't for Lou Ferrigno playing the Hulk, you wouldn't have a career. A hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's this is this is the movie where. It fully lets you know and understand, like, this is what we are from the beginning, from the opening of this movie when we meet Deckard Shaw in the hospital as he's visiting a comatose Luke Evans. Mm -hmm. This is the movie that lets you know within like two minutes, this is the movie you're about to watch. And if you're not in, you're going to hate everything that comes after this. Oh, you think this is like a make it or break it for the rest of the franchise? No, I mean, just
1: like when you're sitting, it, I think, I
2: think for this movie specifically. OK, but I think I think that because this movie was so well received in that regard, they couldn't go back from that point anyway. Mm. Like, could you imagine seeing Furious 7 and all of its cartoony comic book, you know, action goodness? And then the next movie is like another Tokyo Drift or like Super just- Grounded. Yeah, where it's it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're we're doing this whole story about, like, a character who has to learn how to drive a car a certain way in order to try and date a girl who's dating a member of the
0: Yakuza. I would love it. I think a lot of... I th- so I think there's two minds. People would I think, walk
1: out. They I think, would just I chuck beers people at the screen would and widely, walk out. Well... It would have to be a Fast and the Furious presents a true love story of some bullshits. It, now, it, I, I do
2: agree with Joey that I am also of the mind where if you give me a movie where one of these movies is this massive blockbuster action film filled with car crashes and like I'll I'll give you an example in a second. And then the next film after it is like this slow burn character piece. I personally would love it because I love the concept of just being like, yeah, fuck you. This is the movie we made
0: but I know that your massive general audience would riot. So here's what I think. I think if it's all new characters that we don't know, people would not like it. I think if it's a smaller grounded story featuring all of the That's actors fair. we know, I think they would be okay with it. Because I think I think people would welcome a change. I think that there is the same way, even though there's not been as many, I think there's the same kind of like fatigue as there was at the MCU. Like They can't keep saving the world. Like These feel stale to a certain extent. And I think if they had if they ground it in a way, or if they had grounded it in a way, now they can't, because there's only like one or two left, whatever. I think if they had done the thing where it's just like, this is going to be an intimate story or whatever, I think people would be okay with it. But I think they're not going to do that. But again, to your, to the point of like, if it's a spin-off where it's all new characters or maybe there's just one character crossover continuation, like, no, people, it would have to be like Jellic, like you were saying, it would have to be like a Fast and Presents. But yeah. I But I think people would be okay with, a smaller movie, if it's the actors they know. But again, we're never. It's you know, it's a nice hypothetical, but like, they're they're ne- they're never going to do that. They're never no, doing that. No, no, no. This
2: isn't even a thought. It's, it, this is this is not a franchise that can ever decide from here on out that it's going to take risks mm-hmm. for artistic purposes. Right. No, I agree. If they ever were going to try that, it actually probably would have been right after this, because I feel like if you had made Fate of the Furious a movie in which like cipher attacks mr nobody and his government agency kills them you know breaks the connection that dom and his team have with the government and their backing and basically it's a they're now on the run and on their own kind of a thing probably could have worked but not anymore
1: yeah they would you i think you're right and I, I also think just like logistically it would have been the time to do it it to be like, oh, we like actually killed off Brian, right? Like they couldn't have done that, but that would have been the only appropriate time to be like, we kill off everyone and Brian and like these are who's left type situation.
2: Mm. Yeah. You know, and then it's and then it's a whole thing where it's like they're not superheroes. They're not secret agents. And now it's they have to use their wits and street racing to win the day. They just start over, lose all their leveling, level down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it put him back on like a fast five level. Yeah. I mean, look, I would love it. But again, they're not doing that. They're not doing it. But anyway, uh, I do believe that the introduction to Deckard Shaw is one of my favorite things I've seen in the past 10 years
0: of film. Really? Are you talking about in this movie or in, in the, this movie? In the, what about the credit scene for six? So the credit scene for six is
2: definitely a wonderful way of basically being like, you guys are going to want to tune in next time because this shit just got real. Yep, okay. But I feel like the hospital scene with him is one of my favorite visual gags. And especially for the fact that they took the painstaking uh, detail of we made sure that no one you see who is dead is anything but police. So it means... You can't say that Deckard Shaw came in here and just started gunning down nurses or anything like that. No, they're just he specifically only killed the cops, mm-hmm. which is great because it, it it gives you this wonderful kind of like, oh, it, it's a wonderful show don't tell to let you know that like this dude is not to be fucked with, but he also has a code. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: I made a note this time that as much as we love, like I think there's like a, a, a fan favorite moment, you know, it can't touch when the Flash enters the Speed Force. Like, I know that that's not a cheer-worthy moment like the Oscars are going to celebrate, but I think a fan-favorite moment in this franchise is the statement rescuing the baby, right? Like, people over and over love that scene. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like we were talking earlier, a lot of Hobbs and Shaw is like, don't you love this guy being kind of silly and kind of, you know, charming or whatever? I love that. I love him in Spy. I think he's a very funny actor when he wants to be. I realized in watching this movie this time, maybe it's just the mood I was in today, Surly Deckard, who like isn't being silly, is the right fit for this franchise. I think Mm -hmm. when he softens, it like it's it's so undercuts things. And like the same thing with Hobbs, right? Like when Hobbs is doing, you know, his his soccer coaching and talking about Tay Tay, like it's just like, I get it. I like the appeal. That's not the one that we need for this franchise. Like, there's I I
2: was gonna say, Fast Five Hobbs, mm -hmm. just sweaty. Dwayne Johnson in a shirt that is three sizes too small, yelling at everybody that they are fucking up and that's why they haven't caught Don Toretto yet is exactly who that he needed to be.
1: When he's sitting there with a stamper in this time, in this movie, and he is just like completely drenched, I was like, I'm glad you guys leaned into it. He's just drenched, has a towel on his shoulders, wipes his head because he's just... they've, They've like, they realize that we... We're laughing that he's constantly wet and oily, and they were just like, you know what? We're just gonna douse him today. And I love that it be-
2: it becomes a character like staple is like Hobbs is always fucking sweaty.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, yeah. And then they, they they keep pushing it like like he. I can't believe we haven't seen a movie yet where he isn't just like constantly soaked. You know what I mean? Like in the mm-hmm. rain, just like dripping, but. Hopefully or, like, a, a,
2: a fight scene where he winds up falling into Actually, a pool they
1: fight with in the They fight in the rain in Hobbs and Shaw. They do. Yeah. Oh, yes. Never yeah, mind. They do. Okay, they did it. We got there.
0: I also want to think... While we're... Not to jump ahead toward the end, but while we're talking about villain reveals. So this is the first one and in the, in the only one that was directed by James Wan. So after Justin Lin does three through six, he steps away because he's making Star Trek, I think? I think. He, yeah, he was doing the third Star Trek at the time. And so he comes back for nine, obviously. He, he comes back for 10 and then leaves or whatever. So this is the James Wan one. And I feel like there are certain things in this movie, and I'll mention other ones later, that like don't feel fast and fierce, like aren't good, aren't bad, just like are different. But when we first... Meet in the flesh mosey jaconda there's like a slow-mo sort of like michael bay like spin around as he gets out of the car and like it's like a it's like a very you know like evocative villain reveal I'm like this doesn't feel fast and furious i think also part of it's that like we don't really give a shit about mosey jaconda no offense to you know Juman hansu like as the performance like this is the deckard as the villain movie right but like him getting out of the car and like we don't mean people like this. Like, this is not how this franchise introduces villains. Like, they introduce villains by doing something cool, not, like, menacingly getting out of a car and sunglasses. It's just like, what's going on here? Like, it just felt weird to me. Like, it wasn't bad. It's just like, this isn't what we do.
2: Does
1: Does it feel weird because in the first one, the, the spinorama getting out of the car and sunglasses is letty?
2: I think what it is is it's because... Uh, the way that that we get introduced to him like as as Joey's saying like think think of it like the way we meet him versus the way we meet Shaw yeah when we meet Deckard Shaw like he has just blown up half a hospital mm-hmm. to go visit his brother who's yeah. in a coma and vow revenge to kill Dom Toretto when we meet uh Hansu it's just he's arrived yep. arrived yeah. at a place he is going so you don't get a sense that this guy is a
0: threat as a villain, he is literally just a plot point as a villain. Like, when we meet Brixton, who we were talking about earlier, when he shows up in the beginning of Hobbs and Shaw, he just, like, kills a bunch of cops and, like, steals a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they're doing a thing. They're like, you should fear this guy. Here, just kind of like... It's the same thing with, like, Cypher. Like, she's just, like, you know, Charlie's broken down the side of the road. Just like, all right, like, so she's got leverage. But, like, are we supposed to fear her? Like, kind of, but it's not, like... I'm not worried about her the way that, like, Matt's saying. Like, I'm worried about Deckard.
2: So yeah, it's 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 interesting because it feels like the movie is also saying this guy is secondary as a as an mm-hmm. antagonist.
1: Also true, yeah.
2: And so it's 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 letting you know, like, hey, yeah, you know, he's gonna be part of this. He's gonna be the big thing that we're dealing with for a while,
0: but also he's not a threat. Which is weird. Which is a weird way to introduce your your movie's villain or one of your movie's villains.
2: Yeah, and it's especially the villain that is
0: the storyline villain. Correct. Because Shaw
2: Shaw is 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 their Joker. He is just a wild card that will show up every so often, even when they are apparently looking for him. He just shows up, and they are still looking for him. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Like, that's still one of my favorite things to point out about this movie is the introduction of Mr. Nobody is showing up and being like, I'll help you track down Shaw. I was just talking to him. Yep, he's he He was already here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I do like the fact that there is there's a bit of of a difference in the direction of this movie that is James Wan trying to put his own spin on things. Yeah, definitely. But there are also moments where James Wan is like, I know exactly the movie I'm making and the series we're in when you have like, and here's our tracking shot of a woman's ass in a bikini mm-hmm. while we're at Race Wars.
0: And like, I don't, I don't want to be like, you have to make these movies the way that Justin Lin would make the movies. But I'm just like this. Like, it, And again, it's, it's a single shot, but I feel like it's just, it's a greater testament to like the, the screenplay, the script, the story doesn't really know how to introduce Mosey Jaconda because like he gets out of his car. And is like, all right, everybody aim at him. Like, he's not doing anything either. And then Dom just drives off the cliff, right? Like, or off the mountain. It's it's just a weird, it's a weird thing.
2: It's odd for the fact that it's also because we are, we are trying to do this more James Bond style of villain. Okay. And, like, that's one of the big things about the James Bond movies is the introduction or the first confrontation between Bond and main villain is built to be a memorable moment. Mm-hmm. And just having him get out of a car and look at Dom through his windshield is not that. What's memorable is then Dom drives his car off a cliff to get away from the guy.
0: While we're on the topic of things that don't really feel like Fast and Furious, there are two other things that I made a note of. Number one, the way they casually introduced Hobbs's daughter, Samantha. I'm just like, interesting. Like, it's not something they've done. I mean, they always have, like, new family that pop up. But I feel like there's always, like, a story element here. Just like, oh, yeah. He's got a kid. Like, yeah. Okay.
1: I wonder if there's some, like, uncut scenes that they had given her that they, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, stuff that, like, didn't even make the extended edition.
0: Like, I wonder I wonder if this was, like, to, to soften him and be, like, we want to make him more family friendly for a pot. Like, if they were positioning, like, a spinoff now. Because, like, we don't need, traditionally, the government guy to be more than just the government stereotype. Like, there's yes. no reason for us to have a family for him unless they're already, like... Could we make, a movie make him entirely the star bad. of like a four-quadrant Fast and Furious movie?
2: I I It does feel like a bit of it is sort of a backdoor pilot for what if Hobbes had his own series. Mm-hmm. Because we get to see that he's a family man. We get to see that he isn't, you know, just the sweaty hard ass that works for the government. And I think it's also it feels like to me a part of that is built from most likely behind the scenes stuff that Dwayne Johnson was requesting. Like it was it was probably like, well, if I'm going to be part of the movies and I'm going to be one of like the good guys now, I need more that makes me look like I'm a good guy. So what if what if like he's a dad and he's got a daughter who like is in soccer and and loves to color and whatever? It's like.
0: Maybe. I mean, I don't think I think that you might be honest on something. I think it's just weird that they introduced that in a movie that he's barely in, right, where he's got scheduling conflicts. He can't really be a star of Furious 7. They're like, hey, he's not in the movie a lot, but here's something who is or here's someone who is his daughter. It,
2: yeah. And it could be it could be possibly they tried. To, I mean, and the weird thing is, is like the, the way that they explain him not being in it is, oh, he got, you know, grievously injured right. in his fight with Shaw. That's really all you need it does feel like it's trying to lay the groundwork for something later on. So then you can have Hobbes with his own like taken movie where his daughter's been kidnapped and now he's got to go get her. That sounds like a movie I want to watch, but it's, it's, it is odd that in a series that has this very big through line of family, we just kind of throw away like, Oh, by the way, he's a dad.
0: I was noticing that like James one, like you're talking about bond, like this sort of like imitating the bond to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. in that party scene we talked about before that we were asking about your your karaoke question, when they get there and there's like the sort of like very fast forward thing and then there's like the jilted stop motion, whatever, like and it looks cool, like it's a very like mid-2010s like way of shooting action and be like, this is cool and like kind of like, you know, weird editing and whatever and like it's, it's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. To me, the way the party was being set up this time made it feel like they were shooting – a mission impossible movie yes. but like in mission impossible when ethan passes someone and they make like eye contact you'd be like oh that person's gonna come back later but here they're just like hey there's a hot woman and just look like there's no cool there's people. no later payoff it's just like there's like a couple people who like basically like, not look at the camera but like like walk by the camera like as featured extras and you're like they're gonna come back it's like no they're just very attractive and they just want to they just want to show you that they're at the party <laughs>
2: It's just that that interesting aspect that is very much a fast and the furious sort of thing of we at every so often we need to reestablish that our main characters fuck.
0: Well, yeah. well, <laughs> they don't though. Or want to. They're just It's hot. they are
2: they are they always fuckable. They look
0: fuckable. They yeah. look fuckable. <laughs> People want to fuck them. Yes. They don't fuck canonically other than babies like We've talked about that a lot this lap. Like, these, these characters don't fuck. They, they procreate, and they romance. But, like, since the first movie, none of these have been horny.
2: Earlier, I had, I had alluded to the idea of I will explain at some point as to why I ranked Too Fast, Too Furious so high on my list versus so many other mm-hmm. people. Okay. Too Fast, Too Furious is the most bisexual movie mm-hmm. in this entire franchise. Okay. So filled with subtext that lets you know that at some point, Roman and Brian... Fucked, mm-hmm. and we're a we're a dating couple for the longest time but mm. we also because of the way these movies are made and especially in that part of the franchise there is no real full-on concept of sex in these movies outside of like people look hot people wear revealing clothing and then we kind of like ogle them and, and all that kind of or have a baby but especially in that movie Street racing is sex mm. for Roman and Brian. Mm-hmm. okay? And you see it in the fact of how they interact with each other the the stare and drive moment uh the, the fact that as time goes on and they're racing with each other again, like it's 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 bringing back all these memories of the old times together because that's what it was was that the two of them they would street race, and that was their sexual
0: relationship ah now there's a thought i had about the really the one street race we see in this movie which is at race wars and it's letty and dom leans in her window and just like don't take it above nine thousand this time right and she's like you know that's not my style i gotta ride or die and he's like this guy's gonna blow out his pistons or whatever right yes i was thinking and it would be undercut completely by the fact that he like tells her but i'm like what if he sabotaged that dude's car to give her like a like a you know a confidence boost like you still got it
1: would be a nice that would be a nice homage to Jacob doing it later too mm-hmm. by the way that mm-hmm. would have been really nice touch
0: like I would love that but it's also it'd be weird if he did that and he's just like hey hang back like he'd be like no you got this like it would be like weird to be like to sabotage him so that she would win and then tell her to like not go all out like it' don't a weird, try as hard like it yeah it doesn't fully make sense but I would love in this world where Dom is just like Fucking other people's engines he like he wants Letty to like race her memory get, back again. Get into her, her
1: juice back, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. hmm hmm It was funny. I was watching it this time and I was like, Dom is like such a good racer, he knew the guy's weakness. Mm-hmm. And two, is the ultimate like end of this that Dom is just like running like Nicolas Cage and gone in sixty seconds? Like he's running like a little kid's like go-karting school. Is that like his ultimate retirement? Plans?
0: You think like, he's, he's gonna retire and just like run Race Wars part time? No, not
1: Race Wars. Like specifically, like I'm gonna teach children how to drive. Type situation? You know what I mean? Mm. Like he's like in a carting, like a tour. Like he's with Baby B, and they are like, yeah, Dad. Like we work on my cart together, and it becomes what was the fucking movie with Brie Larson?
0: The one with the Disney Channel movie?
1: Yeah, the the, the Disney Channel cart like like uh drag racing whatever movie we covered it
0: what was it called right on track 2003 right
1: on track yeah yeah like and and like dom is just like the dad and right on track and it becomes like this
0: i think i think the ideal future for dom is he quote-unquote retires even though he'll never retire he's an old italian man they never stop working the truth (laughs) but he lets just like the next generation take over and he's like coaching from the sidelines, right? Like I don't think that's, what, it, that's it's the same thing. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't, Just I don't, like a step I, yeah. below I think, is the
1: carding. Yeah. He's he's the, he's the pit crew chief of their carding team, and it's like Jack, I would baby say, Brian.
2: I would say I see it in the way where for Dom, like race wars and street racing and all that, it's almost like organized crime, pretty much because at times it is. But it's it's that kind of thing where like he may not get behind the wheel anymore, but he is always around and he's always at least in some way involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like he's he at every race, he's still there. He's still out there to watch with his, you know, bucket of Corona and, you know, everyone coming by being like, oh, my God, Don, how, how are you? He's like, yeah, hi, love you, family, whatever. But like it's it's just like he does he doesn't have to do it anymore,
0: but he chooses to still be there. Yeah, I think the only thing that I like, I because I think this is like a, almost an inevitable feature for Dom. I think the only important thing is that in my mind, he's only doing it for family. He's not doing it for like, well, mm, he does like being the center of attention. I don't know. Maybe I, I could kind of go either way on this one. So he
2: likes being the center of attention, which means he would still make himself the face of like race wars or whatever. But he wouldn't run it like I, Dom. Dom Toretto does not do the logistics of this. That's,
1: this is what I'm thinking, too. Like, I don't even think he's the guy that would like hold the money.
0: I think he's more hands-on with his own kids or kids he knows, like kids in the family. And I think Mechanic. he's like running things, but not directly teaching to like kids in Cuba or kids in DDR. He he had a family garage in the first movie, right?
1: Yeah,
2: Toretto's So garage. yeah, I would say he'd probably he'd probably still have that going, but it would be like yeah, he he he's he raised his son. The son's now like working in the garage, doing the work of it. And it's like Dom's the one who's like customer facing. I can't even see him be
1: customer facing to be honest. He's back room for sure.
2: Oh no no no! It, he because because he loves the idea of people coming in and being like, "Oh Dom, you know, you
0: gonna take care of me? You gonna take care of my card?" He's like, oh, yeah, you know, my kid, he'll
2: take care of you. He's he's got this good."
0: Like, I think Joe is right here. Sorry, Matt, but I think what was the movie? What was the Matt Damon, Christian Bale movie? the racing movie, we talked about it. Oh, Ford v. Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Where, like, it's like, Carol Shelby is like, his name's on the thing, but he, like, is grumpy in a back room somewhere. They're like, Carol, we really need him to close the sale. And yes, like, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, it's okay. like it's
1: like Dom's recommendation, and then they're like, "Dom, do you like this?" And he's like, "No, nah, I don't care about." Because like that.
0: we know from the very beginning, the first time we ever see Dom on screen, he's got his back to us doing the books or whatever the fuck in in the market, right? And Mia's yes. out there in the front. Like Mia's definitely that's at the what front I was this too. thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I think Dom is there. He exists. Dom's, Dom's important, and but everybody
1: just... comes there for him. I, Matt, I think the idea that like everybody's coming there because they they want to see him is mm-hmm. very very mm-hmm. real. But mm-hmm. he's like i'm i would like to be lusted after from afar
2: so here's a question i had for you guys because uh it has been god knows how long since i've seen the first movie of this mm-hmm. okay and i i couldn't I, I didn't have the time to try and find it out on my own so i figured i would just ask you guys in the first movies was race wars like a giant burning man festival like yes it is in this it even was. probably okay. more so
1: than this to be mm-hmm. honest
0: because it was at, it was at night too yeah
1: it was a rave that had car racing when they couldn't rave at night
0: okay like literally trash can fires
1: and like kids with like uh light gloves like it was it was the two, a rave the
2: the wonderful 2001 yes. uh, led gloves yes i yeah. love love that uh, yeah I, I like i said i i it's been forever since i saw it and i was like i don't remember if you watch it again it's even more it of a
1: rave if Like, it's it's crazy. Like You watch it again, you're like, oh my god, they're at this, like, full-on rave for, like, th- th- six also, minutes. Also,
2: how many more years can they go calling it Race Wars before someone tries to shut it down on them?
1: Like, it should have been cut before this movie, for mm-hmm. sure.
2: Yeah, like, in 2001, it's a questionable name. In 2015, it is fucking unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, the
0: fact that they bring it back at all is insane. Like, I, I can kind of sort of, a little bit, understand why they would do it, you know... In two thousand one, but two thousand fifteen, like what are we doing, with you guys?
2: It feels, and the thing that, that to me in this movie, it feels like with Dom bringing Letty to it, it feels like they don't have any involvement in it being like run anymore. No, they've like, like this franchised is, it out. Like, heck, yeah, this like, is this is, this is like, one. yeah, they're coming back to like visit their high school in this kind of it's situation. fight club.
1: They're coming back to see like a franchise of Fight Club.
2: Yeah. So it's it's just it's odd to me that it's like yeah you know when we were you know back in two thousand one when we, like a bunch of us would get together out in the, the the out in the dunes and we'd race and we called it race wars it was kind of stupid but it's like no this shit's like corporate they could have, sponsored
1: yeah they, and they could have also been like yeah like they'd be like race in the valley and they and he'd have been like you know we invented this this is what race wars used to be or like we, this is what race we, wars call, became. we used to call this race wars, yeah, and, like, they
0: have, yeah and they could have and squashed then we it stopped it there. calling it yeah <laughs> also make a joke about like yeah you know, we didn't think that name was such a good idea anymore
1: yeah like tw- twinkie i don't i don't go by twinkie
2: anymore right like we could have done the exact same joke yeah you could you could have had just Dom being like i don't know man I don't know why you had to change the name and just someone being like Race Wars Dom. You don't know why we had to change well, that name. I,
0: I think you're you're right, but also in these movies, Dom can't be wrong. So like they would not correct that's, Dom. That's true. That's true.
1: He'd have been it like, would, they, yeah, they changed the name, but like this is race wars. Yeah. 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 And he would have been begrudging. Or about or
2: it. you know what? No, it, it's such a Dom way, it would be it would be it'd always be race wars to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you and go. And you're like, yep. okay, all right. Race in
0: the Valley, or as you might remember, it, Race Wars. Oh boy! Oh boy! Here, so very quickly. Here's here's what I was pitching earlier. Okay. I think, especially given that it's October and this franchise was never into a horror movie, here is why I think this is the Fast and Furious horror movie. There's two things. They're this both, seven? They're both okay. Very flimsy. But number one, lots of time spent in graveyards. Twice. Okay. Okay. There's a funeral. Okay. And they go at night to with a sledgehammer break up Letty's tombstone. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Mister Nobody talking about ghosts and shadows. It's like whoa, whoa. They've
1: mentioned ghosts so many times at the beginning of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He Deckard's a ghost. Mm -hmm. Ghosts and shadows. Welcome back, Ghost Girl. Like there's a lot of ghosting in the beginning of this movie.
2: It's also very odd to me. Like there's there's a strange undertone to that as well, that this is the movie where like they refer to people as as like, you know, ghosts and, you know, welcome back ghost girl in the movie where 50 percent of Paul Walker's part had to be played by other people I, because I totally he died while this, making
1: Matt. it. I totally thought this, Matt. I 100 percent
2: did. So like the movie literally has the ghost of Paul Walker in it.
1: Yes. And they totally kept in all the references to ghosts in the first half of the movie. Yep. Until he probably died, and they were like, "Oh shit, we should stop saying the word ghost." In this, I movie. mean, and the
2: other side of that, I would say, then uh, Joey, that I would agree with you is that Deckard Shaw is absolutely a slasher villain. Yeah, like he, it's just you know he shows up out of nowhere. The moment he shows up, shit gets real, shit gets violent, and they need to get away from him. Yeah, and he's kind of also on his own trajectory.
1: Like it's just like he he totally just operates in his own path.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, also, no, he's, he's, you know, to to the earlier conversation we were having, like they're all unkillable, right? Like what is what's you know what's true of like Jason and Freddie and Michael? It's like you can't kill them, they always come back, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, very true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, and I was gonna say, like like Shaw's entire
2: yeah, like trajectory in this movie, it is the sim like the single minded Jason Voorhees, I am going to kill these people, and that is it.
0: Yeah. Is it? G- well, I guess Jason has his mom, but I was just thinking like, you know, in terms of the family element, like it's kind of like Michael and Laurie, like even he's not hunting his sister. He's not hunting Owen. I don't know. This kind of gets messy. Like I'm I want to make this parallel. So I can bad, see it. No, I,
1: I i feel it. I feel it. You're close.
2: We're close.
0: Yeah. Was it six or was it after this when they established Helen Mirren as
2: their mother? It is an eight. I was going to say, because you also could have had that. You could have just brought in Helen Mirren and had it be like, yeah, you know, I want you to get revenge for your brother.
0: Yeah,
1: which she kind of does, honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah. She comes in at the end when Dom meets her in the bar, and she's like, "I got a cup. I'm fucking thirsty, right?" Like it's yeah, yeah.
2: No. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this movie was the beginning of celebrities showing up in these movies just because they like these movies.
0: Is that true? Probably,
2: because this was the one where we had Iggy Azalea at Race Wars. Yes. We had Ronda Rousey come in to fight Michelle Rodriguez. I think that they
1: thought... I I don't think Ronda Rousey is like a celebrity cameo. I thought they really thought for a second Ronda Rousey might be a character in these movies. And then she decided that you know what i'll prove them wrong with my acting skills
2: well there's there's that i also wonder if the fact that she's really good friends with dwayne johnson is both what brought her in
0: and then took her out probably oh, these wait. movies
1: uh yeah i think yeah
0: i mean it does sort of feel like just like how for a while the pirates would be a pipeline to the yankees you know pirates pros- oh yeah oh people. yeah like it does feel like mm. there's kind of like a wwe to fast and furious pipeline where just like hey like you're you know you're a big name. Like here, let's let's break you out into something bigger. Like let's put you in something that's established that like is going to be tasked for success, right?
1: Vince oh, wants God. it. I'm sure Vince Vince is all aboard this what train. If, you know what, what I mean?
0: Vince, when you said Vince, I was like, Matt scholes Vince from the first movie. But you're no, also Vince no, no, McMahon. No, no. I know. But like, <laughs> what if Vince McMahon or what if Matt scholes took over as CEO of WWE?
1: That would be the coolest thing. Would ever. love it. <laughs>
2: For that pipeline, the thing that I feel like is it an, another very big missed opportunity. We have no Dave Batista in. These well, movies. he hates these movies. He, he hates. He, he, he oh, says. Oh, he does? He? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, openly. I did not know that. Oh, he says. No. He
1: says he won't be in like shitty movies like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Like the quote was something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And yet, but you know, it
0: was he'll, like he'll put his name all over all the MCU clones by this point right but like i was
2: gonna say i'm I'm wondering if this was around the time when he was doing blade runner 2049 and was like really pushing for the i want to be dave batista the very serious actor
1: no this was this was like guardians of the galaxy interviews
2: oh he was he was
1: like doing drax promo and they were like do you ever think about being in the fast and furious he's like no i do films and we're like oh okay no
2: david no yeah it was it was like it was literally Almost,
1: yeah, it was very much something along these lines. Oh, no.
2: All right. Well, I mean, I also saw Knock at the Cabin, so you're, you're in those, too.
1: Yes, we did see Knock at the Cabin.
2: He's pretty okay <laughs> in that movie. That movie He's
0: all right. Just also He's all right. Okay. I
1: like Dave Batista, but he just, he definitely foot and mouthed himself in the fast and the furious
0: look, it's, oh, it's the same issue that like all these big muscly guys have like if they're good you're like oh wow like they get the benefit of the doubt because like they they look the way they do and you're like oh actually you can act right but like it's not like they're yes. they're not like trained actors not i'm not saying that like wwe because like i think a lot of the wwe performers are probably better actors than most actual actors but i think that like they have other skill sets like they're in these movies for the way they look or the what the things they can do or like the their athleticism right? they're mm-hmm. yeah everything mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah they have trained themselves to be in
2: a position where you will you will believe that they know how to beat the, the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the note that I was going to bring up, uh, this movie is the next step in our evolution of just how strong is Dom Toretto. Yes, uh, because I, I believe that starts in four when he threatens to crush a man's head with an engine block mm-hmm. by holding it up with one hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does struggle with holding it up with the chain uh winch and by nine he just destroys an entire wall
1: by pulling it into yes him.
2: so this this was the next step where we have him deadlift half of a three thousand pound car and just hold it as one does as one would, and I, I remember uh, seeing uh, a video a, a little while back talking about this movie where one, one of the people said, "I think the one the one thing that is about that scene is just like how is Brian's reaction not just what
0: the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh yeah, this is just what Dom does. Like there's you know there's the scene we're talking about in this movie where they're talking about no niece, Denise, and like." Dom just looks exhausted by having to be around Roman and Bryant. Like, I think to a certain extent, like, having spent so much time, like, it's the same kind of thing where it's just like, here goes Joey and another one of these rants or whatever, and Joe just kind of tunes yeah. out. Like, I think there's something, like, you've been around these people enough where it's just like... I'll, I'll catch up with them when they're done, right? It's just like you know they're doing. But their actually,
1: thing. it feels it feels like the most honest thing ever because at this point they've spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. They probably do do that in the middle of shooting, like oh fuck, we have to but do it, this Roman yeah, scene. I don't give a fuck about this. It, you have
2: to wonder how much of that is Dom and how much of that is Vin, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: <correct.
2: laughs> but yeah, and I do I do honestly kind of like the way that they 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 build it where it's like yeah you know it's Dom's Dom's attitude towards Roman is like yeah you're my friend's friend that is now I guess part of my group but. That doesn't mean you and I are going to hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we? Have, we never see. We
1: never see Dom and Roman alone.
0: Brian no, always. We I mean, see Dom and Roman. Alone. I
1: mean, now we do because Paul. does Well, there's no exist, there's no Brian but, Buffer anymore.
2: Yes, yeah, but, but I'm saying. But no, well, I was going to say even even still, then, even then I think he always has Tej around. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, they 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 decided early on Roman and Tej was like that's our comedic duo. And they are in every scene together.
0: It yeah. would be interesting, and I'm, I don't, I don't really want to go too far down this rabbit, this this train of thought because it's depressing to think about, like with Paul dying and stuff like that. But imagine if like Roman had been introduced like in six, right, as like the same way, like you know, this is my boy from Barstow, blah, blah blah blah, right? And then Paul dies, or maybe no, Roman gets introduced like say in seven, right? And then Paul dies in real life in that same movie, whatever. And there's only one movie of background of of history. Like, it's not like Roman's been part of the team for like a decade. He's gone. He's not back, right? He's like, Dom's like, thank you for your service.
2: Dom's not going to call Roman and be like, hey, bud, you remember that one time you and I ran because you knew Brian? Mm -hmm. We need you back. Like, no, No, don't find somebody else to be the loudmouth idiot.
1: No, they just combine. Roman just becomes a part of Tej's character. They just make Ludacris play Roman as well as Tej. And then opens the door for Ramsey, and he would just slowly transition into being oh, Roman you know full-time, could... and Ramsey would just assume
0: Tej's role. Or they could go very meta with it and bring in Ja Rule. Uh... Well, they, they wanted to bring Ja Rule back, and he's like, all right, $50 million. And they're like, never mind, we're just going to be a Tyrese. We're going to get Ludacris. Yeah, it was Ludacris that got his role. Yeah. And it's
2: one of my favorite things Ludacris has ever said in an interview was if if uh, Ja Rule hadn't been such an idiot, I wouldn't be in like the biggest movies in the world right
1: now. I wouldn't be making so much fucking money every time. Like every two summers, I just cash a big ass check. Yeah. Yeah, you know, speaking of people we want to bring back or things, we need to sneak the honor guy back into these movies. I think that in the in the end game everybody rolls up the oh three three buildings two uh bad three honor like this i he needs to come back and just make like a quick peep in just for us you know what i mean just like a quick cameo one line and he's just part of like a crowd or something like that but we need to see him again just like fan favorite what was his name from 10 fan (laughs) self-appointed fan favorite we need to bring him back what's the character's name Diogo. diogo yes just like fan favorite Diogo, he needs to come back.
0: Matt, do you have any recollection who Diogo is? I don't. Good, I actually okay, don't. That's proving the point. Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you said when you said fan favorite character, you know, self-appointed from Fast Ten, the first thing I was going to say is what Pete Davidson.
1: <laughs> On Diogo's IMDb, it says fan favorite character of the Fast and the Furious oh, franchise, no. and we were like, according to who?
2: According to yeah, no, Game? I've got no idea yeah um question for the two of you mm-hmm. yes which do you prefer in punch-ups do you think that michelle rodriguez versus ronda rousey or michelle rodriguez versus gina carano oh, gina carano,
1: gina carano. Yeah. i think ronda okay. rousey just flubs this so hard every time i watch it it's it's like worse and worse every
0: time i see that scene i'm like even though i know it's gonna be the same exact thing i'm just like maybe this is the time where she delivers the lines like they actually have purpose and it's like, nope, these parties bore me to death. Is that a joke? I still don't know. It would be better if she
1: was like, yeah, like I I did them with some charisma, and they said do them bland, so I did them as bland as
2: possible, and I'd be like, okay, cool, I respect. No, I have seen her in in uh, WWE, and charisma is not a word I would put to Ronda Rousey.
1: Yeah, I remember when she fucked up WrestleMania, and yeah, yeah,
2: but it's like it's like. Yeah, watching seeing her seeing her play this character. Do you know that? This, Joey? Is, this is the best you're going to get.
1: There was a WrestleMania where she like didn't
2: uh, untap herself. So, this I went to this WrestleMania. Community you were at, at this Met WrestleMania? Life's, it was at MetLife Stadium. Oh, that's right it was. Yeah. And and like she's like supposed to
1: win or lose and whatever like she just like d- did the opposite. <laughs> and everybody like saw it. Go ahead. She was
2: supposed to lose initially. By it was going to be that they were going to do like a roll up pin. She was going to get the two count and kick out and then they were going to flip it around and they were going to put her in like a submission hold and they would have her tap out because her big thing is she is a big submission wrestler. So having Ronda tap out is a big moment. She didn't kick out of the pin. So she just lost in a, a, a roll up pin in the main event of the biggest <laughs> fucking pay-per-view of the year yeah so it's, like, so it's just just like the match just like stops it's just like, like like everyone was like oh oh my god becky won and like even she's looking around like what happened we you got the three count oh i got the three count <laughs>
0: yeah well, you know like in spite of that being a major fuck up i'm sure part of the <laughs> wwe is probably just like maybe it's good that she's not still around right like if she wins she has to stick around she's a wrestle again they're just like you know, again, you probably don't want to happen on the like, biggest stage. <sighs>
2: she she was back. I believe she is now officially done.
0: Because they,
2: they did a they did a run for a little while with her where she was wrestling again. And then she was like tag team wrestling with Shayna Baszler because they're both MMA fighters. And then I think they just they kind of had And that's had a her... huge
1: demotion, Joey. I mean, I, I'm sure you know that or mm-hmm. can see that. But mm-hmm. like if you go from like, oh, we watched Young Rock, right? Like mm-hmm. when you go from like the champ to like the tag team champs, like you're. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they You're... you got you got dropped down to mid card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so they did that for a little while. They had Shayna turn on her, and then Ronda just disappeared off a of TV. Hmm. What do you guys think about? I don't even know if I want to call this a joke, really, but the the reveal of Ramsey being a sexy lady despite being the hacker they're trying to find.
1: This is like pretending when the girl in high school takes her glasses off and then everybody realizes she's hot. Like, Ramsey's hot. We saw she was hot, whether she has clothes on or not. And then you put her in a bikini. You're like, yeah, still hot. I but mean, it's we really just, funny we that- We just
0: saw it in Barbie, right? Where where Gosling takes off Hari Nath's glasses. She's like, oh my God, you are beautiful. Just like, well- <laughs>
1: No, yeah exactly it's that you're like but, who but, is this
0: for but they're not playing it as a joke here like i mean it's a joke but it's not that joke it's like yeah they're not making fun of the reveal like no. it's, it's not it's not a meta joke on
2: the like oh you know the the nerd's actually hot it the whole joke is that Tej and roman cannot believe that a hot woman is smart mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah I skim over that because I don't want it to believe
1: that that's what they're doing, What's but yes, that is look what they're like. doing.
0: Not like that. Okay.
1: They do and then they do the same joke again when Cypher comes around, they're like, What? Like that's Cypher? Like
0: Ramsey does it like, oh, I didn't think well, Cypher well, looked like that. And you're like, babe, you're so hot. No, Ramsey's confusion that she thinks Cypher is a group of people. She doesn't think that Cypher is. Okay, like, she she's fair. confused. She's like, I can't fair. believe this is all one person. It's not like oh my god a hacker but a it's woman. not
1: one person I mean it's one person doing the hacking but she is like a fucking pilot
2: and like I a honestly, crew I honestly think the best way they could have done that joke would to have Ramsey be surprised that Cypher is white oh, 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 oh I knew she was a hacker with
0: dreads I didn't think she'd be white it's
2: yeah. <laughs> like the Elvis reveal he's, he's, he's white. white only you'd have to have the camera moving in 18 directions on 45 cuts man beautiful love that movie <laughs>
1: you know what i thought was really cool this time that i caught joey for the first time what's that that when they use the turrets on the hauler that's like a really fucking cool controller did you see it Mm. it's like he has like a thumb wheel that like spins the direction of them it kind of looks like like a plane what do you call like a like the thruster on a plane what is the name of that
0: oh like the yoke
1: yeah it's like that with like a thumb wheel, and that's what he uses to like spin the turrets and fire them. And I was like, "Oh, this thing looks really cool."
0: It was. Do you remember Steel Battalion? The game. There was a game that like basically came with this a like giant mech console. controller. Yes, yes, it, mm-hmm. for Xbox. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it
1: wasn't Mech Assault. It was only one game that had Battalion. like a hundred mm-hmm. buttons. I really I looked this up like a couple years ago. I wanted to buy one. They're outrageously expensive.
0: Like it's the kind of thing where like when they added flight simulator to Game Pass, I was just like, do I spend like two hundred dollars, not get like a crazy flight thing, but I'm just like No, but two hundred dollars is like a basic. But yeah, do I get one. do I spend like a little bit of money and like like get sort of serious about this game? And I'm like let me see if I play the game first and I just basically never play the game. I'm like, glad I didn't spend two hundred dollars on a thing. But like it's the kind of thing where if you buy like not that I have it, but if you buy like a racing chair and like a steering wheel, like oh you can yeah. use those oh, for like yeah. most racing games, but like you buy the steel battalion controller, you buy the flight thing, and like it's one game. Like you're locked into an ecosystem there where it's just like this is what you're playing. Yeah both Iggy Azalea and oh yeah T-Pain was in this
2: movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. as T-Pain
1: he exists T-Pain. In, in the Fast and mm-hmm. the Furious universe T-Pain exists as a real
2: musician yes he, he exists as a real musician who can be hired as a DJ for private parties if you have a shit ton of money and
1: also does not know that Ludacris is now a spy in this world Ludacris either does not exist or T-Pain cannot recognize him if he is dressed as Tej
0: correct well, we also we talked about that in Too Fast, where like ludicrous songs are in the movie, but it's not Tej singing them. So like, there's another ludicrous in this universe. Yeah, Tez just happens to look very much like
2: Chris Ludicrous Bridges. Right. Yes. They explain away landing cars on roads with a uh, uh, parachutes by just saying they have GPS and it doesn't work very well it's i it's such a hand time. wave and i
1: love it no but but they like some of them like land in the, like the woods and shit i'm yes. like like how, how how good is the gps it's not that good
2: that was the bit i found out today so apparently i'm sure you guys know this you've you've been talking about these movies for so long i i love the trivia bit that universal studio or that universal had to pay a crap load of money to replant trees in no, the national park that they notice. shot this in because they crashed the cars into several trees while filming, ripping them up from the ground. Dude, tree law is
1: wild. I don't know if you guys have ever been into the tree thing. No, I'm not. That's not even a joke, man. There's I'm like not. A whole... I'm not
0: laughing at it being a joke. I'm laughing at the way you describe tree law. Tree law. joke.
1: Tree law is very serious. And tree like, law is intense, man. Rachel, Rachel put me on it. There's like a whole subreddit about it, and people just argue and fight about trees all the time. And there's like all there's like very serious tree law. Like you can't cut leaves off a tree because you might like endanger a bird that only lives in one area. There's like a whole fucked yes. So I bet they paid a
2: book. Bu- it was buttload specifically. It was specifically the fact that where they were filming was apparently like a national park or yep. something or at least like a protected area. Yep. That because they they wound up like tearing up several trees while filming, they had to pay out the ass to have these things replanted.
1: Yeah, trees are like very expensive too. This is awesome. That's a really good. Thank you, Matt. I did not know that and I appreciate you sharing. I'm going to share that with Rachel cuz she will find it very interesting.
0: I'm looking to see if I have any of the only other note that I have before we. Oh, we also didn't ask Mattis questions that are you know our our vehicle questions. We'll we'll do that now when we do the vehicle right now. The oh, only okay, other cool. note that I have is at the end of this movie. So Dom comes back to life, and then there's the Brian on the beach scene. But in between, we see Hobbs drop off Shaw in the prison, right? And mm-hmm. they put him like deep in the belly of this bunker in like solitary yes. confinement, like way the fuck away, right? Yep he must have been on some good behavior because by the time we see him again in Fate, he's basically in Gen Pop. Like, he's in still his own cell, but, like, he's just in the main hallway. You know what I mean? So, like, he goes from being, like, in the belly of the beast to being in around other criminals. So, like, good job, Deckard, for, like, being no, a good No, he's still in boy. his own
1: cell, and he's kind of, like, in the focal point, but he's not, like, deep, deep, deep in the basement Right, but, like, bunker. he's across I the agree.
0: hallway from Hobbs, and here there is no across the hallway, right? Like, this is...
1: Yes, fair, fair. Yeah,
2: he had to have been volunteering for like certain work programs or whatever, like, well, you know, you you didn't kill anybody while serving everyone lunch for the past six months. So we're going to we're going to take you out of the the Hannibal Lecter cell and you can you can now be
0: up around people. So, Matt, what we've been doing this lap, because this lap is the Planes, Trains, but No Automobiles lap. So, in between Fast and Furious movies, we're watching movies that have a vehicle that's not a, a prominent vehicle that's not a car. So, Joe and I have been cataloging the vehicles in these movies that are not cars. So, we have a couple questions for you afterwards, but let's run through. I have one, two, three, four, five. Six. I have between five and nine, depending on what's what. Same. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Very early on, in the establishing shot of Tokyo, when we Dong get subway. goes subway Tokyo, we get a subway. It's, I mean, it's a boat ground subway, the metro, yes. And yeah. there's mm-hmm. also a motorcycle. Okay. We get plane. the plane that they parachute the cars out of. Yep. My question to you, in that scene... If you have the scene, same one... Okay. Well, if the you, same if, scene, there's the armored vehicles, which I'm not sure if they count or not.
2: I was going to I was gonna ask if you count the bus vehicles. The not. hauler.
1: I was gonna say the hauler like spy spy racers. Mm-hmm. I think the hauler exists. Not the armored vehicles, but the hauler counts.
0: What about the bus in that scene?
1: Or is that the same? The hauler is like the bus. That's what I was talking I was just using the spy racers term.
2: From what I from what I would imagine, it the the hauler looks like like they took like a commercial bus, like a greyhound bus, and like kit bashed it. To be an armored vehicle, but I think that's an interesting—that's
1: an interesting vehicle. That's not like a car. You don't like see one of those. All the, like, you don't have like a military-grade hauler that just like drives around. You know what I mean? So
0: because I was also thinking, like, in terms of like the other armored vehicles in that scene, like, it's not like a tank in six, where it's like this is clearly not a car, like, just cars with more, like, you know, the demon love child that's no, done, says, are, between this and that, like, that's yeah. that's still mostly a car, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, but I think the hauler is its own thing.
0: My question, the big question of the hour. Next
1: one up, go ahead.
0: Do flying cars count as different kinds of vehicles?
1: No, I don't think so. Because they're not no. actually flying. They're just using a Yeah, they're, they're
0: just being dropped. They're not technically flying. They are doing the Buzz Lightyear falling with style? Yes. Yeah.
1: I have a better question, Joey. Mm-hmm. Next one I have in my list, camels. Oh. They're not riding them, but they're walking them across the desert.
0: I don't think, like, a horse or a camel's a vehicle unless they're being used as a vehicle.
1: Maybe they were just tired. That I was going to say, they,
0: they were more being used as, like, just
2: beasts of burden. Like, they were carrying mm. stuff for them, mm. it seemed like. Yeah, that's like a wagon. It's a wagon with a heart.
0: I did not write down the camel's thing. That's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. Mosey Jaconda's in a helicopter? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How about how about they spend, they spend time with Ramsey, on a lakefront with no boats? It's weird, right? Very strange. There should have been no at least boats, one boat No boats there. and no jet skis.
0: Yeah. There's also the predator drone, which is an unmanned drone. I
1: counted. I think drone counts. Vehicle, even there's not, though? but there's not a person.
0: I would consider it more
2: just uh, it, like a drone. It's it's a robot. It's an item, but I would I would say a vehicle is something that a person can ride in or on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and
0: by definition that's like, fair. By design, they're not to be used with people. Like people control them, right? But like. Yeah, it's more of a it, it's more of a really cool weapon. In that scene that Matt mentioned earlier. Do you have
1: the deep cut that I do? Oh no, sorry, go ahead.
0: I don't know if I have a in deep cut. In the drone cut. scene. No, I what's, have a deep cut deep one deep cut? in the
1: drone scene. At about one hour and fifty minutes into this. Oh, you made a note movie, of the time, okay. Yeah, because I was thinking maybe you could use it for one of the pictures because oh, it's nice. fucking wild. Okay. Um an hour fifty minutes into this, while the drone is chasing them, there is a forklift in the background. In one of the garages,
0: is it being used?
1: I I mean, it's they. It's like a split second shot of a forklift, like in a garage that like somebody just had like tucked in there. So yes, it's usable, and I'm sure it was used, but not by them. Would you guys consider the ambulance? I have ambulance. I wrote an ambulance.
0: I'm not sure.
1: But ambulance should be referenced.
0: It should be. Re- it should be at least brought up. But my qu- yeah. my question. This is something that we talk about next week with Walt Hickey. He has a definition, which we won't spoil because it's a good conversation on that episode. Is the cart that Brian slides around on? I
1: was gonna say this in the too. fight with Tony oh. Ja a
0: vehicle. I would say no, despite
2: the fact that he winds up being on it and moving it, it is not designed
0: for moving people. Mm.
1: I I don't know. I I think that if skateboard is, that is.
0: Mm, but skateboard is like you could use a skateboard to like carry a box, but like the cart is four boxes. You know what I mean? Like it's it's
2: rough. I could I could definitely see an argument made either way. Yeah. That's all that I have. I don't
0: I don't have any other non cars. I don't think ambulance no. cart predator drone helicopter flying cars bus plane Huller, metro train subway motorcycle yeah. You know yeah. what surprises me? What? at race wars
2: because i know that this was something from like the earlier movies you don't have anyone riding around on like atvs or anything like that they used to be all over the place in those early yeah, movies too we don't
1: get yeah we don't get a ton of we don't get a ton of fun stuff in this one i was thinking that as i was watching it like no like yeah jet skis no scooters no dirt bikes no none of the, like when they drop the planes out there should be a dirt bike
0: right it's like, weird the cars are- it's weird to me that like with race wars they're like hey we're gonna bring back this thing from the first movie like you know a real throwback to an earlier movie like we still remember these movies, and they don't really nail it. like they do, but they don't like it's not all out. Like they spend a lot of money, to, like go out in the desert and put a bunch of cars and a bunch of extras and everything out there, but like
1: and sponsor it, yeah. But at the same time, it lost its charm. It doesn't have the same vibe. No, I'm not you know? saying it's not, well, it's not about family. Oh, you mean
0: anymore. that like no? I'm saying like producers of the film are not like, oh. doing like. You're, but you're saying maybe like that race wars as a whole has, has died a little commercial. bit. So they've, they've kind of made it shittier. I'm wondering
2: yeah. if it's if it's almost a. If it's an art imitating life sort of a thing, because this is Burning Man. This is now James Wan is trying to show you Race Wars because he wants to bring that nostalgia of this thing from the first movies happening. But as the guy who was never really involved with this series up until now, this is just his idea of what Race Wars would be in the way that Race Wars in the movie is somebody else's idea of bringing race wars back when Dom's not the one Mm. involved.
1: I think it's just like a nod to like the everything on a long enough timeline becomes like super commercial, right? Like, I think it's more of that. Like, you know, is Burning Man, Burning Man still the same? It's not.
0: Yes, like I was bummed because I was like, they didn't go all out, but maybe in your idea, they're not going all out because they're overthinking it or they're thinking so deeply. They're like, no, like it kind of should be shitty. It's yeah. It's Woodstock '99. The yes, big exactly. thing that they're trying to do here is they want
2: to make money rather than put on an event.
1: Yep. It's not like a bunch of kids came together and like broke into an airport that they're not allowed to be in. Okay. It's okay. That it's that it now is a yeah. There's, there's funded, dudes out here ticketed, selling bottles of water for fifty dollars. Y- exactly.
0: Yes. Which, I mean that water just tastes better. You gotta admit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: boss. It comes in a glass bottle. Come on, man.
0: All right, so Matt, we were we meant to ask you this at the beginning of the episode, and we got so caught up in like your rankings and your history and everything, but as this is the planes trains with no automobiles lap, do you have a favorite movie that is either about a non-car or has a memorable chase scene with a vehicle other than a car? Honestly, I think one
2: of my favorites is the over-the-top motorcycle chase from Mission Impossible 2. Okay. Oh. Because it's it's just such a wonderfully batshit insane take on it
0: for all of the John Woo ness that they throw into it interesting because there are crazy motorcycle races later in those movies but you're saying from number two
2: yes it's specifically because I like I like the fact that it is so different from everything else it's one of the things I like about Mission Impossible 2 is that As a Mission Impossible movie, it's not great because there is a through line and a homogeny to a lot of it, Mm -hmm. and it just does not do that, and I think that's why it stands out to me because it is one of the ones where it was like a dare to be different, despite the fact that it was literally only the second movie.
0: Yeah, okay. What
1: is the coolest, most interesting, or most memorable vehicle you have ever ridden in or driven that is not a car?
0: One of these times, Joe, they're going to be like, "Yeah, I was in outer space. I took one of the uh, private Richard Branson <laughs> yeah. Virgin took, Galactic. Took one of the vomit comets."
2: Yeah, I one thing that definitely sticks with me is is when I was like eight or nine years old, my family went on vacation and we did a we did a hot air balloon ride. out That's cool. Through, uh, through Pennsylvania.
1: That's really cool. That was cool.
2: Yeah, that was that was probably that was that was awesome.
0: I I loved that.
1: Hot air balloons, helicopters, not for me.
0: Now, Matt, before we play our game. Are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? Oh, my God. I've waited all my whole life. So Joe and I, very early in the podcast, found a personality quiz, like a J14 BuzzFeed style quiz. We're like, this sucks. We could do it better. We made our own quiz with seven questions, six multiple choice answers per question. No wrong answers. You can either describe and like explain your answer or not. It's totally up to you. Seven questions, six answers per question. Are you ready? Oh, let's do this. Question number one, how fast are you? Are you NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor scooter? I'm going to say, I'm going to go with roller coaster. Okay. Yeah. Question number two, how furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer?
2: I'm going to go Christian Bale. I'm not always one who will,
0: like, blow up at people. But if I do, it is because they fucked up. That's a good answer.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Your anger manifests in appropriate ways. Hmm. We're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you on the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Or are you sneaking a snack? Hmm. Honestly, I'd probably be on grill. Okay, good, important, I helpful, like it, yeah. useful, beneficial. Very important. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or just doing some work on your computer? Uh, I'd say hanging with friends. Question number five, describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. Don't remember. <laughs> uh I'd say backyard affair. Matt, congratulations. You just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my childhood home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? I'm gonna say.
2: I, I'm tempted by the answer of a new life. Okay. So I'm gonna go with that one, just because I I that's so it's so like, it's so fluid that it could mean anything really.
0: True, Matt. The final question, to 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 answer it all, to solve it all here. What is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just you know, Joe's going to the bar. Get me one of whatever you're having. Uh, I'm gonna go with something fruity. Okay. You were one character until that very, very final question. Oh, wow. And then you changed to another. Oh, yeah. Okay. We've had both of these characters before. I know for one we've had one because the one you are is the same one I am. You are Mia Toretto. Mia
1: Toretto.
2: Hell yeah.
0: family means everything to you, but people often mistake you for being meek or non-confrontational. You tend to take on a supporting role and let others handle the more exciting tasks. Because it's more important to you to know that someone else is watching over, or someone is watching over everyone else, than to seek glory for yourself. Even so, you're not afraid to jump in the fray when your family's on the line, and you drive, drive like the like wind, the wind blows. blows. Does that at all nice. right? sound like you?
2: That that honestly does. I think that's I think that is very uh, that's very accurate.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, that's the goal. The final thing to do before we. Pack It Up, Say Goodbye, is to play this Ain't No Ten Second Race, a.k.a. Boy Do We Have a Podcast for You. Boy Do We Have a Podcast for You. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. So this is where we go on the website formerly known as Twitter, formerly known as the Bird app, and find any tweet from anyone tweeting about these movies, these actors, this franchise, whatever, and we tweet at them from our account, encouraging them to watch these movies. Before we get to this episode's picks, I'm going to review last episode, which we did Tokyo Drift with Matt Stewart's. I found Andrew Hodge at Andrew Hodge, quote tweeting the New York Times Arts, which originally said a man in a wheelchair faked this ability to get close to the Mona Lisa before tossing a pastry at the glass, protecting the painting, officials said. And Andrew said the Mona Lisa got messed up a little bit. It's all good. Just like Romans in Fast and Furious Supercharged on the studio tour at Universal Studios. And we said, or... Like Hans Carr, the Mona Lisa in Tokyo Drift. If you think F and F when you read news stories, boy, do we have a podcast for you. We have Nothing. a like. It is oh okay, just just it adds it has another click, it has another click. But we got a from Semo, friend of the show, past guest of the uh. show. So I got a like, but it was not a like. Accounts as a point. Sorry, no offense, Simo, but mm. you know you're already in the family. We don't get points for you. No. Joe, you found Jazz heart crying, you know, tearing, welling up emoji at Kira Jazz, quote tweeting discussing film saying first poster for Fast 10, and it's Dom clutching the cross necklace, and Jazz says, I miss when this movie was about racing. And then Shamart Blacktober said, Friend, as the biggest FNF fan you'll probably ever meet, I have to tell you, this franchise was never about racing. Aside from Tokyo Drift, racing was just a sideshow. The main plot of the movies were always about catching bad guys. And we said, we agree and sometimes being bad guys as well. Who's your favorite bad guy? Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Joe, we tweeted at two different people. Asked a direct Nothing. question. Not even someone in our sphere liked it. Swing and a miss.
1: It happens to the best of us.
0: Then Matt found Toy Fu, me and the guys watching the latest Fast and Furious movie. And it was quote tweeting Star Trek characters saying what the fuck is happening now. They went back and forth. And then Toyfu says, quote, and okay, so they started as a gang of street racers playing steel DVD players, and now they've been contacted by the NSA to locate stolen nuclear weapons on the moon, which they drove to. And we said, this is a great idea. Toy, do we have a podcast for you? And no, of course not. Mm-hmm. So I got a like, but it doesn't count. Swing and a miss, three, 0 for three last time. Shitty at bat. So Matt, just know that like if you don't get points tonight, it's not your fault. This game should be easy. It's not easy, and it's not. <laughs> All right, Joe, you sent two tweets. Are you playing one for charity and one for? You? I'm
1: playing one for charity. Which and one, one is for
0: you, me? and which one's charity? Uh,
1: my tweet is gonna be skater hater at sk 8 rh 8 rxx Okay. saw is like fast and the furious for horror movies both are epic and awesome okay as fans of both we couldn't agree more do you think dom would be jigsaw boy do we have a podcast for you oh wait no no would you do you think dom would be jigsaw or mr nobody boy do we have a podcast for you Oh right, wait Do you think Dom or Mr. Nobody would be Jigsaw? Which one would be Jigsaw? Sorry, that's what I was trying to convey, and I couldn't get it out of my mouth.
0: Perfect. And then please hit us with your charity tweet as well.
1: It's from uh, Chainsaw Massacre, at FinalDude78. Never feel ashamed of loving a horror movie others think is terrible. There are actual people existing in the world whose favorite movie franchise is The Fast and the Furious.
0: Couldn't
2: be us. Is that a backhanded compliment? <laughs> Ka- yeah,
1: it, it's just shitting on Fast and the mm-hmm. Furious, but but I, it was like it was the um it was the nice opposite. Mm-hmm. It was like the mm-hmm. inverse mm-hmm. of the first tweet. So um, I would say like yes, Shane. There's literally dozens of us. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? There are tens of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean it's you know, it makes I a mean, billion dollars every fucking movie. Not for yeah, him, but you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Matt, please, you sent you found a great one. Please read who it's from and then read the tweet aloud. So I found a
2: tweet from Portia Boyd Chapman at Portia Boyd. It said, I loved at Jason Momoa six in hashtag fastx, the genie outfit, the scrunchie, the glasses on the chain like a grandma. Painted nails, rings, and personality—he had me cracking up.
0: How would you like us to respond to this fine, fine tweet? Hmm,
2: that's a good—that's a good question. I would say it would probably be something along the lines of, "Oh man, I'm bad at social media." We're thinking about
1: being Jason Momoa from Fast X for Halloween. How, what is your costume? Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Sorry, I'm just trying to throw questions out there because no, I want somebody fucking respond. So if you have a better thing maybe that helped you steer but
2: actually I like the idea of like the the dressing as for Halloween bit <laughs> okay be, al- be along the lines of something something like uh how mu- how much of this outfit can anyone build for Halloween just out of their closet Oh okay that's a good question yes I like that If or or oh if you can if you can build this uh Halloween costume out of your closet
0: then boy, do we have a podcast for you. Oh. If you can build this outfit out of what you already own as a Halloween, I already own in your already have in your closet as a Halloween costume into a Halloween costume, boy, do we have a podcast for you? I found a tweet from Laser Weber at Laser the Boy, which if his name is Laser, amazing. I'm watching the second Fast and Furious movie, and after watching Fast 10, dot, 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 well, I'll say it. It's slower and considerably less angry. There aren't even supervillains. The cars don't even fly. People got excited about a helicopter. Call me when you got a megazord. And I'm gonna say, a megazord. Now you're talking. Boy do we have a podcast for you.
1: Sounds good. And I'd you.
0: also I'd also like to correct him
2: uh for one moment. They do fly a car in too fast, too furious. They ramp it into the back of a yacht. That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna reply and then I'm gonna say also they fly a car into a yacht. <laughs> just so i can um actually somebody
0: matt thank you so much for joining us on this episode
1: for joining us matt
0: guys thank you so much for having me what would you like to plug where can people find you how can people how do you want to be found what have you got going on um i mean outside of uh
2: every so often uh popping up on on podcasts uh such as some of the lovely ones you have on your network The Jock and Nerd podcast every so often as well. Um, I do have a backlog of I think it's like nine episodes of my own podcast that I get to maybe once a year uh, called the Ginger Geek podcast. Um, I am in the midst of putting together a. uh, Funny enough, I I mentioned the movie earlier. I'm in the midst of putting together a uh, audio drama adaptation of the movie Brick as a podcast that will be getting released uh, next year. Fun!
1: I love Brick. That's
2: awesome. Um, and beyond that, they can find me on Twitch as Maddie DVO. uh It's just about
0: usually on Tuesdays around 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Very, very cool. So as this episode comes out on Tuesday, if you're listening on the main feed, go check out Twitch tonight at 7.30. Check them out. Joe, our next episode is one I mentioned earlier. It is Titanic featuring Walt Hickey. We already recorded that episode because Walt's a busy man with a busy promotion schedule. But we have got him for Titanic next week. We've also got a life in the fast lane after that. And then a bonus episode, not a bonus episode, but like a, instead of going back to The Fate of Furious, we're taking a quick stop in between for a Halloween horror movie. A young Paul Walker in the film Monster in the Closet from 1986, which I'm very excited about. That episode comes out on Halloween, so get excited for that. We've also got bonus episodes out now. or coming out soon about Space Camp, oh, Shadow yeah. in the Cloud, The Right oh, Stuff, yeah. and Megaforce. So if you're not a patron yet, what are you doing? Go over there for a dollar a month at fast 2 forevercom or more if you want to be more generous. But Get all those bonus episodes. you got so much coming out this month. So much is lap. fast 2 forevercom and for all things, too fast, too forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash, too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever, and all of your favorite and least favorite social media sites. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page, aforementioned at too fast, forever.com. And also, before we go further, end of the episode, but shout out to Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party. Ooh. Congratulations. West Hampton, Congratulations. Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, G. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole of Wolves, yep. Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Tara New One, Aaron Willows, and Natalie Absolute, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Mon- Mon- Thank you all for supporting us, the $5 a month level or above. Your support and money and you know love and familial obligations and whatever mean the world to us so thank you all so very much and come back next week for a movie called Titanic I'm Joey Lewandowski
1: I'm Joe too
0: and that was Matt Delhauer and we will tell you all about it when we see you again